And welcome into a new episode of American Ag Today, produced by the American Ag Radio Network. I'm your host, Jesse Allen. We are broadcasting live this week from the National Association of Farm Broadcasting Convention in Kansas City, Missouri. It is the 80th annual convention here in Kansas City, the annual gathering of farm broadcasters from around the country. And a lot of great folks here, a lot of great people that we are having a chance to talk with during the next couple of days. Enjoy. Joining us now to talk about what's happening in the market trade. Saw a bit of a quieting of the markets midweek. We could see some volatility ahead, though, as we head towards the holidays. Tommy Grisafi with Advanced Trading is joining us here. And, Tommy, it's uh, great to see you in person here in Kansas City. Hope you're doing well. Jesse, I'm used to being 600 miles away from you. We are sitting right <laughs> next to each other. So, we uh, are. We are. It's good to see you in person and uh, get to sit down and chat a little bit and talk about what's going on in these uh, markets. And, uh, you know, midweek, a little quieter than the start of the week in the grains. Um, leak it a little bit here Wednesday's trade. You know, a lot of volatility coming back in here. It sounds like plenty of this uh, soybean-led rallies tied to the weather in South America and Brazil specifically right now, Tommy. Very much. And, and, and the corn bulls want to get on board and say, hey, do you see beans were up 38 the other day? Let's go. And they did. That was Monday. Now we come into Wednesday. And you see corn down nine and beans are only down like eight. I mean, it's the beans have the strength. The beans have the story. Maybe corn will come along for the ride later. No matter, you and I and some other smart men will be on a panel later. And mm -hmm. no matter how we explain it, it's hard to get rid of 2.2 billion bushels of corn when a whole new group of people in the world are now into production agriculture. Because we had three years at high prices. And like I was telling my clients on our little talk was, you just don't get people out of ag because corn broke 40, 50 cents. If they're mm -hmm. going to be in ag, they're going to be in it. So we could, could get a little scary. But the beans give us optimism. The funds are really short corn and wheat. If they go to cover that, uh, could be a big deal. Well, with the beans specifically, meal-led rally, oil kind of joined the party earlier this week too. You know, it's still, as I've heard it explained from some weather folks, we're kind of on the tipping point for Brazil right now to where it's not something to be super concerned about. But if we get past this week and things remain hot and dry, then we really have to worry. worry. But it feels like some of the trade are already kind of pricing this into the soy complex because we've been here before, Tommy, right? Yeah. Uh, a friend of mine uh, said it, well, it's like a NASA launch. You know, we're going to go on this day. Uh, we can wait. But pretty soon we're going to hit that go or no go. And then you're going to see some of those acres switch to cotton and it could delay the corn. Mm -hmm. Another friend said something that I really liked. He said, never bet against it not raining in the rainforest all summer and <laughs> in their summer. <laughs> and that is true. When they, they have dry seasons, wet seasons, it's it's very odd how one part's so wet and one part's so dry. Of course, you and I aren't weathermen, but we do we do watch these markets react. And farmers, mm -hmm. they want us to be able to tell them what the weather's going to do before it does it. And I'm of the mindset that we're going to grow a crop. It might not be the best crop. Look what happened this year. I, mean, I spent a lot of time in the state of Iowa this summer. It was hot. It was miserable a few days, a few weeks. We still grew an okay crop. The state of Iowa's numbers were down compared to others, but other parts of the country grew a crop. So, yes, there's a pretty big problem in Brazil, but it, Brazil's growing area is expanding every year. Argentina's planting more. Brazil's planting more. And uh, if those other areas could have the yield, it'll make up for it. 
Looking at the corn market specifically, we know soybeans have a better story right now, a little more bullish optimism there. Beans have kind of, it feels like, been trying to pull corn along. Looked like we had a key reversal on the DEES chart start of the week, but now we're giving some of that back midweek. Corn, we just we got a lot of corn out there, and one has to wonder how much beans can realistically pull this corn market higher here, Tommy. Right. So the November futures are coming off the board. They're done. And we had November options go off, you know, weeks ago. Now we have December options coming off in nine days. So December corn, corn futures trade more futures and options than any other grain. Corn trades most, beans trade a lot. And then there's three different wheats. You know, they all trade a little bit, but if you add them up, it's a lot. But nothing trades volume like corn. So the fact we have a December option, December grain option expiration in nine days is a big deal. You remember a few weeks ago, we went up to 510. I think it was like three Thursdays ago or 509. Mm-hmm. And it felt like that's it. You know, lows are in, we're going. Then we turned around and went all the way to new lows. With it, relief rally this week. Now we're, you and I are counting on our fingers. How many cents are we from new lows? We're a lot closer <laughs> to new lows than breaking above five. And as all these options come in and out of the money, these strikes, they, we call them strikes, you have your futures, which are trading, say, 470. But there is a ton of open interest at the 460, 450 put. There's a ton of open interest at five. And as we gravitate towards these numbers, we accelerate. My fear is that we accelerate down to 450 in the next 10 days. So as a producer, how do we manage some of this risk right now in the grain markets with the potential for all of this volatility coming up as we near the holidays? Great question. One thing, if you are a farmer and you put corn in a, a truck and brought it to the elevator and priced it off a dease, where it's sitting there like the elevator has your grain, you're going to need to price that grain. Or they're going to ask you to roll. And there's big carries in the market, but they'll have to pay to roll that into that carry. If the grain's in your bin, there's big carry in the market, but they're not going to capture any of that carry without making the sale. So to your point, sales are going to have to be made, even if you don't like the prices. If you delivered that grain to the elevator, if you don't want to price it out, you're going to have to pay for that right not to price it out. We recommend selling some of that grain and buying it back in Chicago, whether it be a future, an option, or a spread or something. But uh, big decision-making. Before I came down here, I talked to several large clients. They're like, you know, they, they're not happy corn's down a dime. They, mm-hmm. And they have the bushels. You talk to a North Dakota farmer who has big bushels, and now he's bummed out that we're 425 cash corn. They, they were hoping to have 550 cash corn in big bushels. It's hard to get the two, Jess. It's hard to have big, big bushels across America and then half the price. Just want to ask you livestock real quick, too, before we wrap up, especially cattle. We got another cattle on feed report coming Friday. The pre-report estimates are are leaning a a little heavy on the placements once again. Same thing we saw in October that really took a chunk out of this cattle market. Are you concerned heading into that report that we could have another leg lower in cattle if we get another bearish report? Yeah, we couldn't. We've done a nice job the last few days building that base, starting to come back, say we're have about a third of that big break back one bad report and it's off to the races we're going to close on a friday have to trade that those numbers on monday the cattle guy has to be nervous this should have rattled them of course it's never been more expensive mm-hmm. to produce a pound of beef with interest rates as high as they are so the cattlemen the only thing we could say about the cattlemen is corn's cheaper but i don't think they want to hear that because they made good money with higher <laughs> corn right they did they did yeah. with that tommy grisafi from advanced trading thanks for joining us here today thanks buddy
All right, and that's all the time we have for this episode of American Ag Today, live from the NAFB convention in Kansas City, produced by the American Ag Radio Network. I'm Jesse Allen, wishing you a great rest of your day.